Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz. We are presented, as you guys already know, by the American Raptors. Go on and head over to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket for one of their rugby matches or stream all of their games on that website. Again, that is AmericanRaptors.com. If you're looking for more rugby content, head on over to DMVR or TheDMVR.com. Check out the site and our guy Colton Strickland. He's got the DMVR Rugby podcast all kinds of analysis and thoughts on the great game of rugby. Today on the Buffs podcast, we are going to be talking about this weekend's game against Oregon State. It's a matchup that up until this year when the Pac-12 got rid of divisions, we hadn't seen this matchup too many times in years past with these teams being separated into the different divisions. Uh, No longer an issue now. We'll see how often they get to play with conference realignment on the verge here. Last year's game took place in Boulder. It was a 37-34 win for the Buffs over the Beavers in overtime. Montana Lamonius Craig played well in that game. Also, probably one of Brendan Lewis's best games as a Buff. He is, of course, transferred out on Tuesday and will be moving on to another football team. We start this deep dive, though, talking about the Oregon State offense versus the CU defense. Probably going to be the matchup that determines this game for the Buffs. Bengal Branson is the starting quarterback this week for the Beavers. He has been their starting quarterback the last two games. He's the guy that came in midway, or actually not midway, early in the game against Utah when Oregon State was playing them. Uh, He threw two picks in that game, but Chance Nolan kind of used up his leash to that point. It is now Bengal Branson's time. On the season, Gobranson is 47 of 77, has 616 passing yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. Chance Nolan is also going to be in the fold. Uh, Mike Sanford talked about both quarterbacks, not at length, but he did say the Buffs will be preparing for both of those guys this week. Um, We could see another type of carousel situation at quarterback for the Beavers. Of course, Jack Coletto is going to be in the fold there too. We will get to him uh, down the line. In terms of rushing the ball, this is an Oregon State team that's pretty potent. They're very tough up front. Uh, they got a great offensive line. They're able to move people and have really been able to run the ball with ease all season. Uh, their leading rusher is Deshaun Fenwick. He has 80 rushing yard, uh, rushing attempts, 356 yards on those 80 attempts. That's a 4.5 yards per carry average. He also has four touchdowns. Keep an eye out for freshman Damian Martinez also. He's got 57 rushes. 339 yards. That's a 5.9 yards per carry average, two touchdowns. And then transferring in from Georgia Tech this year 
is Jameis Griffin. He has 54 rushes, 291 yards, 5.4 yards per carry, and two touchdowns. And this is where we get to Mr. Coletto. He is kind of their goal line back and quarterback in some Wildcat sets. Plays similar to Taysom Hill. I mean, he's not going to be playing tight end and catching passes also. But this is a guy that will play both ways. I don't think he starts on this defense for the Beavers. He's more focused on the offensive side of the ball now for them. But he has played linebacker often this year. Um, some tackles, I think in that Oregon game, or I'm sorry, Utah game, is his best game to date. I think he had five or six tackles in that game. We'll see how much we see him on both sides. But he is going to be a big factor, as I mentioned, especially in short yardage and goal line situations. It's one of those things where it's like everyone knows he's getting the ball. The Buffs know he's getting the ball. Oregon State is going to call that run play. And it's just a matter of stepping up and stopping it if you're the Buffs. Not many teams have really been able to do that this year. The numbers for Coletto are kind of modest, actually, when you look at them. 17 rushes for 72 yards and six touchdowns. I mean, six touchdowns and 17 rushes kind of says it all right there. He's mostly used on the goal line. Um, you're not going to see him much between the 20s. In fact, even in the negative 24 Oregon State, you probably won't see him unless it's a short yardage situation. But he is someone that could really change the tide of the game, especially if Branson and these quarterbacks for Oregon State uh, happen to struggle at all and there is any sort of controversy. In terms of receivers, Treshawn Harrison is their leading receiver. 36 or 32 receptions, 454 yards, and three touchdowns. Anthony Gould is another guy to look out for. This guy has tremendous speed. He's popped out to me multiple times as we've watched Oregon State throughout the years and done these Pac-12 recaps on Mondays. He Every time I put uh, the tape on on Monday, he's a guy that always stands out to me, just that speed. 22 receptions, 374 yards, and three touchdowns on the season for Gould so far. They have handed it off to him a couple times, but hasn't been very impactful in that department yet. But with that speed, anything is on the table. Another speedster to watch out for is Silas Bolden. Uh, he's got only nine receptions and 113 yards, but two touchdowns on those touches. He has been involved a bit more in that uh, gadget kind of reverse game, I guess, if you want to call it that. Five rushes, 80 yards, and two touchdowns in that department too. He's another chess piece to kind of look out for. He's someone that will be all over the field, asked to be doing a ton of different things. Uh, he is also their kick returner. He has 320 kick return yards on 11 attempts. Uh, that's a 29.1 yards per return average. So this guy is extremely explosive. Anthony Gould, to go back to him, he is the punt returner also. He had one touchdown on the season so far. 142 yards on nine returns, though. Uh, that return kick, Montana State, that was a game where the Beavers really poured it on. Pretty sure the final score in that one was 68-28. to 28. Um, the Montana State really played them tough, uh, but it was just overpowering at that point because Oregon State is just so much talent and speed, and it's, it was just too much for Montana State. In terms of the totals and averages on the season for the Beavers, they're 75th in passing yards per game with 234 yards per game. The Buffs are 57th in the country in passing yards allowed at 222. In terms of rushing, Oregon State, this is really where they kind of do their damage. They're 40th in the nation in rushing yards per game at 184.1 yards. The Buffs, as we know, this is the area that they have had the most trouble stopping teams. They are still 129th in the nation in rushing yards per game allowed at 251. Of course, that's a stat that 
I don't want to say it can be thrown out the window because those games still do count and will be counting towards this average, of course. But as we saw last week, it's a new defense, sort of a new scheme. Uh, check out the film room that is going up on Friday morning about the defense's turnaround. Some chatter in there about the new positions, the Joker position, and the big nickel that uh, Robert Barnes was playing, and why those positions are working so much for the Buffs. In terms of turnovers, this is a team that has turned the ball over quite a lot. Uh, 35th in terms of turnovers per game at 1.7. The Buffs have struggled to create turnovers, though, as we all know. 98th in the country in turnovers created per game at 1.2. Um, it was a nice welcome turnaround last week when we saw them. I believe it was two turnovers total. There was a Nico Reed interception, too, that should have counted um, but didn't. So we will we'll see if the Buffs are able to kind of maintain that wave of creating turnovers. In terms of points per game, Oregon State averages 31.3 points per game. They've scored 24 points in every win. That's 57th in the country. The Buffs are 127th near the bottom in the country in points per game allowed at 38.2. Of course, a lot of those stats coming from those first five games, as I said. Looking at some of these advanced stats, though, from our guy Parker Fleming, he was the one who came on and previewed the TCU game with us. Looking at the graphic now, it's retweeted on both my Twitter page at JakeDMVR and the Buffs Twitter page at DMVR underscore Buffs. Looking at this, I mean, it shows that Oregon State is very efficient in pass. In terms of passing, um, they're 78th though, so about middle of the pack. But when it comes to rushing, they're about 40th in EPA per rush. Um, in field position, field position, sorry, they're 44th in that in when it comes to uh, getting the ball in advantageous field position. Early down success rate, uh, not great. They're 57th in the country. Third and fourth down success rate, also not great at 71st. So this is a team a bit in transition, though. I mean, I feel like both these teams are, right? So you can look at a lot of these stats, but there's a lot of things that have unfolded in the last couple weeks for both of these teams. I don't want to say that you can throw a lot of these things out the window, but these are two different teams than where we were three, four, five weeks ago. Real quick, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Hope that you have a few Breckenridge brews to enjoy yourself this weekend or this week as we're still coming off a victory. Hopefully, we're able to keep that going with plenty of Breck and Ridge Brewery brews to go around. Um, you can check out that Broncos Country Pale Ale, show off that colorful Colorado legacy with the Orange Crush logo and 100% Colorado ingredients. This will be your go-to for football season. Very, very crushable beer. Um, I think that's the best way to describe it. Check out the beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Broncos Country Pale Ale near you. Also, shout out to our friends at DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet, and if you win that, you get $200 in free bets if your team wins. They also have tons of stepped-up same-game parlays. You can check out this Buffs game, too. They're 23.5-point underdogs to the Beavers, plus 1,200 on the money line. So maybe a little sprinkle on that money line, or if you're feeling good enough about where the Buffs stand at the moment, hit that spread. I think that is a solid bet this weekend. 23.5 is so much, and as we've seen, the Buffs are much improved defensively. We'll see if that's able to carry over, and if some turnovers go their way, this 23.5 point line is definitely in play. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMVR. Make any $5 bet this week and go to and get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNVR. 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's flip over to the other side of the ball. Oregon State defensively versus CU's offense. Um, of course, CU's offense is going to be led by JT Shrout this week. We'll see how that looks. JT has had his struggles at times, most notably turning over the ball to start the game with those fumbles. Absolutely killer in the Air Force game and the Minnesota game. That Air Force game in general is just really rough for JT. The weather was not great, and of course that played a factor, but it was just a rough day. A lot of drops, though, from the CU wide receivers on that day. So if they're able to, you know, they've, they showed that they were able to clean up some of those things last week in terms of the turnovers. Um, I think McCown had a, a fumble and then an interception too, but JT came in and played really well in the uh, when he came in the third quarter for that fourth quarter stretch. So we'll see how this Oregon State team responds to that change. And if Mike Sanford and the Buffs have any tricks up their sleeve, we saw the uh, pass from Tyson to Montana Lamonius Craig last week. Um, I don't know what else we can expect from the Buffs, but I would imagine that their bag of tricks goes deep and that they will have something prepared this week. Um, In terms of this defense, though, we start with the secondary. This is a long athletic secondary with plenty of talent to go around. They are led by safety Keaton Oladapo. He's uh, Oregon State's leading tackler with 44 total tackles, two and a half sacks, five pass defenses on the season. He is all over the field, keeping an eye out for him. At corner, they are also very long and athletic. Alec Austin is the leading pass defense man. He has six. He also has one interception. Leading interception man is Ryan Cooper Jr. He's got three interceptions, also has six pass defenses. And then Rajon Wright, also with six pass defenses and two interceptions. If that name sounds familiar, you're on the right path. Rajon Wright is the younger brother of Cowboys cornerback Nashon Wright. He was drafted in the 2020, 2021 or 2020 draft. I can't remember off the top of my head. But he was another long and talented cornerback for Oregon State. So it's going to be, it's, they're really going to test Colorado on the outside. We saw Montana Lamonius Craig really break out and have a decent game. If Daniel Arias didn't have that drop on that first pass of the game, he would have had a nice game too. So the, that's, I think, going to be the crucial matchup for CU in this one. Can these wide receivers get open? Can they make plays against this long and athletic secondary? Chances in the pass game may be few and far between in this game. So it's going to be important that those shots that are able to connect, those shots to Arias down the field, those have to be caught. JT has to be on target and try and limit those turnovers because this secondary will pounce at any site. At linebacker, we need to worry about Kyrie Fisher. He's got 42 tackles and four and a half tackles for losses. In terms of the sacks for this team, very interesting that it all kind of comes from these linebackers and the secondary players. Um, Oladapo, the safety, the safety is the leading sack man actually with two and a half sacks. Riley Sharp, he is a linebacker. He's got two sacks. Jaden Grant, he is also a defensive back. He is a, I believe a six year guy for Oregon state. He's got a sack of his own. John McCartan linebacker has a sack of his own. And then Ryan Cooper, the, uh, safe, the corner we already talked about leading the team with three interceptions. He has a sack of his own too. So there's not an edge rusher that really stands out about this team. Um, defensively, though, they, they're they pretty good at stopping the run. And we'll get to those stats here. In terms of passing yards per game, the Beavers allow 
234. That is 73rd in the nation. The Buffs have only been able to muster up 171 passing yards per game. Of course, they've had some quarterback issues. That places them at 116th in the nation. When it comes to running the ball, Oregon State is pretty good at stopping it. They're 44th in the nation in rushing yards per game allowed at 125. The Buffs, I mean, that's where they make their money, I guess you would say, is the running game. But it has been tough sledding for them. We'll see if Deion Smith is able to come back this week. They are only averaging 113 yards per game on the ground. That is good for 106th in the nation. In terms of turnovers, the Beavers are okay at forcing turnovers. They average 1.4 per game on the defensive side of the ball. That's 76th in the country. The Buffs have struggled, though. They average 1.8 per game. That's 30th in the nation in terms of offensive turnovers per game. When it comes to points per game allowed, the Beavers allow around 24.7 points per game. That's 57th in the nation. The Buffs, as we all know, have struggled to score. They're still down, way down near the bottom at 129th in the nation with 14.5 points per game. Real quick, before we wrap everything up, I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. Green Mountain Dental has been supporting DMVR since the very beginning, and many of our own staff and members have made the switch over to Green Mountain Dental. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver in Lakewood. Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from general dentistry like regular cleanings, orthodontics, such as removing those pesky wisdom teeth, and everything in between. Tell the team that DNVR Sports sent you and get $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. If you mention DNVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays. It's a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. Also, for all those hygienists out there, Green Mountain Dental is hiring. Full and part-time positions are available. They're willing to work with your schedule as well as offering a great benefits package with healthcare and PTO. To make an appointment or find out more information, check out their website at greenmountaindentalgroup.com today. That's greenmountaindentalgroup.com. Let's talk a little bit about the lines here. We already talked about that 23.5 point spread. And I think if you read between the lines, you know what side I'm leaning on. We kind of threw it out yesterday on the show, RK and I. Um, but there's a lot of stuff here that we can break down. The total at 48.5, somewhat of a high total. Um, the buffs in these games, I mean, the other team has kind of made up a lot of these totals. I do think Oregon State is not as explosive as they have been in recent weeks, especially with Ben Golbranson at quarterback. He's still turnover prone a bit and just not very explosive in terms of the passing game. It's really all about the rushing game for both of these squads. So I think I'd lead towards the under here at 48 and a half. That's something I would take a look at. I do think the spread is your best bet here, though. Um, is for whatever that's worth. In terms of the first half number, it's 13 and a half. Um, I do like that for Colorado's favor too. Um, 13 and a half is just a lot of points to be down by, and we've seen this defense has really improved, and last year they had some success against them too. In terms of the first quarter, it's a seven-point spread. Um, maybe stay away from this one. I do kind of like the, um, the over-under here at 10 and a half. I think you can hit that under. We've seen the buffs in these games that they're kind of in early on. Uh, you think to the TCU game, you think to last week against Cal, that under first quarter number, I think it has a decent amount of success rate when it comes to this team. Uh, of course, the buffs aren't very explosive, but we'll see if Oregon State is able to put that one to shame. In terms of the props, um, team totals, not expecting much from Colorado at 13 and a half. The over is plus money at this point too, uh, if you want to take that though. Plus 100, 
over 13 and a half. They're putting Oregon State's team total at 35 and a half. And I know we've seen a lot from the Beavers offensively over the weeks, but that is so many points, especially against this defense that has a lot going for it. They've uh, installed a lot more pressures, a lot more fronts, and of course those two new positions to really spread, the, help themselves in terms of spreading the field and getting some speed and guys that can tackle um, on the field more often. That's really all I think there is in terms of betting. I wish we had some player props, of course, but Colorado does not have it quite together on that front. Maybe one day we will be able to talk some of those more so down the line. Hope you guys enjoyed today's preview. It should be a good game. I'm really excited for this one. I think this is going to go a long way in telling you what Mike Sanford is able to do with this football team. Because this November stretch is so tough, I think this game can be sort of used as a tune-up for that November stretch. Of course, Arizona State will be following the week after. That game will be in Folsom. Um, but this will be a tough test just with the football team they're going up against and the weather. We have I've seen some stuff about weather possibly playing a role. But being that it's Oregon and Corvallis, you'll just have to kind of wait and see at game time exactly what things look like. But I wouldn't be surprised if JT Shrout and the Buffs are sort of walking into another treacherous atmosphere in terms of the elements. Hopefully it's not nearly as bad as that Air Force game where everyone was soaked within 10 minutes and had to play the whole game soaked. That's going to do it for me today, though, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's preview. Uh, The podcast yesterday, our usual Wednesday show, is pushed to Thursday. It's going to be right below this one in your podcast feed. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Remember to keep it plugged in over on the Twitters at JakeDMVR and follow the B at DMVR underscore Buffs. Until Saturday with a post-game podcast and hopefully talking another Buffs close game or potential victory, wouldn't that be fun? My name is Jake Schwanitz and Sco Buffs.